Hello. My guest today is the Canadian bass baritone Daniel Coolidge, who also happens to be my brother-in-law. Daniel is currently in lockdown in Vancouver and, as an opera singer with at least a year's worth of performances booked and ready to go, he's facing up to losing valuable paid work, not to mention losing the opportunity to do the thing that he loves the most, which is perform. How is he coping with the situation? How is he able to use social media to reach out? Let's find out what he has to say. So what's the weather like with you at the moment then? Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah? It's actually really, yeah, it's really gorgeous. Um, it's been a little chilly, but, you know, mostly clear skies. We went for a hike in the mountains the other day. It's, you know, blo- the cherry blossoms are out. It's yeah. great. Yeah. It's pretty much the same as it is uh, as it is here at the minute. But uh, yeah. does that does that make lockdown more difficult? Do you think? Um, I wouldn't say it makes it more difficult because we're we're still free to go for walks. Mm-hmm. You know, there's big signs in the park that just say maintain a two meter distance, and uh, we rented a car the other day to take the drive into the mountains and took a hike, and you know we're miles apart from other humans, so. Uh, no, it doesn't, it makes it better. I think if it was really miserable weather, you wouldn't want to go outside. There were a few really rainy days, so we didn't go outside. Yeah. That's when you start feeling cooped up. Yeah. We, um, we've, we've been all been out for a walk, uh, this afternoon, but we were talking mm-hmm. about the idea that, um, you know, that, uh, everyone is trying to, uh, keep us all indoors. But of course, you know, we've been blessed with the most wonderful bank holiday weather in the UK. And um, right. and obviously the government are very very worried at the minute that everyone's going to come outside and mingle with each other and infect each other and uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. So is is that the same? Uh, is there the same kind of paranoia in Canada at the minute? Or I don't know that it's quite that bad. Um, <clears throat> I think people are being pretty good about keeping distance. Although I'm I'm reading things now about you know just. <sighs> People get a little more careless. I mean, the, the more people there are, the, the the harder it is to maintain that distance. And even, you know, I always think about it when people are running in pairs. I know yeah. people are doing, you know, running dates and stuff with friends. They go, uh, you're sweating and heaving breath all over each other. <laughs> um, and when, when they're running past you and stuff, it's just, mm. it's just harder. And so... I'm, we just do our part to to keep distance, but I think I think there's something to it that yeah. you know as it gets better, people are like I'm as, I'm trying to be as responsible as I can. Yeah, but I noted a sort of impatience with oh god, it's a beautiful day. Like how much you know you kind of mm. feel yourself wanting to bend the rules, and yeah. then I well if I who is taking this seriously am feeling this, you know I can't you know it's there's millions of people who feel the same way and, and yeah. are even less likely than I am to default. Yeah. Them. So basically in the UK, we can go out if we want to do, do some exercise, if we want to go shopping for essentials, if we mm-hmm. want to go and visit a doctor or if mm-hmm. we have to go, to go to our place of work, uh, unless of course we can work from home. So is that basically the same kind of lockdown that you have in Canada at the minute? For the most part. Yeah. It's, um, Grocery stores and pharmacies and and businesses are are, are for the most part op- like are allowed to be open. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think they're forbidden. I think it's just you know like home hardware stores are deemed essential. Uh, right. Construction, all construction is still deemed essential. So right. Uh, you know, just down the block, they're still building a, a new building and and 
uh, that's still going on. Right. But we're, yeah, we're encouraged to stay at home. Everything is pretty much closed down. Uh, if you can work from home, which uh, some people can, some people can't. I yeah. know it's, there's a lot to this that isn't so bad. I mean, yeah. everyone's talked about the reduction in pollution. The streets are more quiet. Mm. Life feels a little slower, and that's not a yeah. bad thing. There's all these aspects of it which I find to be rather good, which I just go, mm. wow, wouldn't it be nice if these things could happen without a pandemic being the cause? Yeah. Yes, that's right, yeah. So so how are you feeling in, uh, in, in yourself? Are you, uh, are you sort of – do you think you've had it? Do you think you're um, – you know, I don't think I've had no. no. Um, there was. It's really impossible to say without a without a test. I. Yeah. It's also allergy season. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so and there, that, these things can really throw up you know false flags for you. Mm. Uh, there were a couple days where I was feeling kind of run down. I didn't have a fever, but I, you know. I, it could have been a mild case. Who the yeah. heck knows? I haven't had any real classic symptoms, but the mm. symptoms can be so exceptionally mild and or none at all. Yeah. So uh, I really, I really don't know. I don't think I've had it, mm. but I guess we all kind of will eventually, one way or the other. Yeah, I guess so. Um, um, I, yeah. And 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 so how how has it affected the opera community then? Because obviously oh, it's uh, it's a respirate it's a a respiratory um uh, uh virus isn't it so yeah the thing I mean, is, well, that must be terrible well i mean the thing is none of us are working right now hmm. i had a really bad cold in january so unless i yeah. was patient zero in canada i don't think it was coronavirus <laughs> i uh but the entire industry the entire entertainment industry has been just decimated yeah. by this it started out kind of kind of slow with, uh, you know, in, in places like Germany and France, at first they mm. were they were restricting, you know, no gatherings over a thousand. So mm. that kind of shut down a lot of the big opera house performances. Right. But then it went, you know, but some of the smaller ones were, were okay. And so they, mm. and then it, and then it was just all shut down. There's just, there's, yeah. everyone is out of work. And, yeah. um, I don't, you know, we're not special snowflakes in that regard, except, uh, we're, we're as independent contractors, you know, mm -hmm. we don't really get, uh, uh, it, it's such a significant part of like amount of our income. Like if we miss yeah. one gig, that can be a third of our income, uh, gone or, yeah. you know, or more. Mm -hmm. Um, and so the, like, whereas most people, their income is spread out evenly throughout the year generally yeah. you know ours is concentrated so some of the companies have been paying out the artists some um you know for the the gigs that, are, that have been missed the, the yeah. short-term ones but a lot cannot afford that most can't yeah. afford that you know they're doing here's one performance fee or here's a quarter here's 25 percent of your income yeah. uh so that's a it's a hardship and they've closed down all shows on broadway until june at least i mean yeah just it's it's a lot of the companies too are you know they're they're operating on very thin margins yeah you know, financially so i know that the stimulus packages that most governments are doing these should hopefully bridge the gap but i i would be surprised if some 
you know, opera companies don't go under completely. I mean, I've had, I've, mm. there's been one UK agency, like a artist management agency that's, that's gone under already. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's rough. A lot of singers are, you know, and they're not wealthy. They don't, uh, they no. don't have reserves of cash. They're gig, they're, they, they live gig to gig. And, uh, yeah. it's, uh, I'm personally, I'm okay. I mean, mm. I don't relish the idea of not working for the rest of 2020, but I've basically budgeted my life yeah. to, with that as the possibility. To mm. Okay, well, there's a chance that that is going to be the case. I've had two things canceled now, mm-hmm. uh, uh, premiere in, in Spoleto uh, in South Carolina, and then another you know teaching gig in, in Banff. Yeah, uh, and Rockies that I was supposed to do, but you know, I'm basically I'm now free until September, um, right? And so, and then then I have a gig in Tokyo, which may also get canceled because we don't know. We don't know if there's going to be sort of you know this initial flare, it goes down yeah. a bit, and then there's a secondary flare up of this that causes things to be canceled again. And hmm. so I've just uh, went okay. I'm gonna live my life now as if I'm gonna receive no income for the rest of the year and yeah yeah that's how i'm living my life right now. yeah so what what alternative um funding streams have you uh, uh have you been able to tap into then well apart from government stimulus stuff mm. I mean, not a lot we're getting you know uh, the canadian government uh and the u.s government both have and i because i'm a, a green card holder i'm a, a resident of the u.s yeah both have um you know they're cutting checks for for people, even independent contractors, anywhere from one to two thousand dollars. Right. Uh, there's small business loans that basically don't have to be repaid for people you know, who are independent contractors, who are you know, sole proprietors. Um, but in terms of revenue, um, there isn't a lot for me at this point, no. just because. Um, there's a few students I have who have asked about doing online lessons. But right. the thing with with anyone in the business is no one's wanna wanting to spend money on lessons. No. Because I teach mostly professional or, or just pre-professional singers, you know, in their early twenties mm. and above. So it's not like they know that okay, well things will be open up in a, opening up in a month so I can get back into you know training and working on you know, on on my voice for that next gig because we don't know when the next gig is going to be. So and mm. <laughs> everyone and the singers who are young probably were waiters on the side and all that's closed right. down. So my friends who teach children mm. I think are having an easier time of it because the parents are going, well I need to keep my little rugrats entertained. So please <laughs> teach them music. Please do yeah. that. Yeah, um, so, for, yeah. so sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say you mentioned before about doing the the uh the book reading. Um, yeah, I'm getting, getting, yeah. getting that set up. Um, I turned my old disgusting rickety garage into uh, a practice studio, so I have an electric keyboard in there now and mm-hmm. kind of an art studio as well. Um, so I can go in there and just doodle and paint and just focus on something. Um, but I also I had I did one audiobook a few years ago, mm-hmm. and uh, it's quiet enough in there at night that with a little bit of sound dampening, I bought some foam paneling uh, that I can set up around the microphone that I should be able to do some some audiobook recording, mm-hmm. and that that's very time consuming. 
um, when you don't have a, a real sort of studio setup. But I've done it before. I mean, when I first did it, I was, you know, experimenting and I was to dampen the sound. I was doing it under my, my, my duvet cover. I set up like <laughs> a, a child's tent so I could be under, you know, just dampen wow. out all the sound. But it's amazing. The microphones are so sensitive. Every little rustle would get picked up. And yeah. that was, it was, uh, <laughs> but you know, if I need something to do that can generate a little income and mm. will keep my mind engaged, yeah, yeah, I'm hoping to do some of that. And what about social media? Is there is there any opportunity for the opera community to do some some kind of performing operas from home, that kind of thing? Kind of. Um, people have been putting out a lot of content. Yeah. And the thing is, you know, the major streaming sites for classical music have mm. uh, you know archives that they just they can churn churn yeah. out no problem. People have been doing a lot of like I'm going to give a little concert from my living room and I'm going to mm. do this clip of this inspirational song and if i'm totally honest it's not my bag it's yeah. not really what i'm into mm. it feels and has felt for for me it would just be reactionary and i don't want to yeah. sit here and i'm trying to disparage people who are doing it but i no. i would i really crave that people put out content that's actually thoughtful yeah. and is you know th with the same thoughtfulness and care and practice that they would put into something were this not a oh my god i'm going to be forgotten let me mm. put out some content on youtube of me singing a musical theater piece I'm, uh, yeah uh, it's not yeah but again i that that sounds really you know negative of me and if it, people are responding to mm. it then power to them yeah. it's just not what i want to do uh, but I think the market is it, you know, it's pretty saturated out there because literally yeah. every artist who's out of work is trying to monetize or YouTube. And mm. I go, I just don't think that's going to work. I don't no. think it's going to quite be the thing. I don't mm. think that suddenly opera, because opera is collaborative and it's costumes. And it, you know, a friend of mine was pointing out that also classical singing into a little microphone in a small space doesn't mm. really work that well. It's designed for big spaces and it's, it's no replacement. Mm. So, yeah. So you're not going to be performing a one man Don Giovanni anytime soon. No, no. <laughs> From no. your living room. No, 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 no. I mean, I'm talking with a few friends who do, you know, who about putting some stuff out, but for fun, because we, in, you know, we're looking yeah. for things to do, um, not because we want to inspire the masses necessarily. No, but you know, you I yeah. suppose you could do if you if you felt so inclined to, if you had the time on your hands. Sure. <laughs> so, what sort of new skills do you think you've learned uh, over the last sort of three or four weeks? What things have you discovered Ooh. that you can do, or new things that you've learned how to do? Um. Gosh, I mean, getting getting all these art supplies together has been a big thing mm -hmm. because I um, I have a sort of phobia surrounding making visual art. I just uh, oh right oh yeah, I just you know I think it's going to be terrible, and it probably is. But doing it in my garage for no one else to see, there's that. I finally I finally have the time. To like you know, because I travel nine, ten months mm. of the year, mm. and there's so many things online. But I have a huge collection of cookbooks. 
I eventually yeah. had to stop and I tell all my friends and family to stop buying me cookbooks as presents because you know, they sit in my closet because I ne- I can't travel with them. They're they're all huge and they're heavy. Yeah. The mm. good ones are. So now I can sit down and go through them and actually do all the cooking that I wanted to. All these things I have in my kitchen that I've been collecting for years. Yeah. That I never would get to use. I go, oh my gosh, I have a meat grinder. That's right. I have an ice cream maker. <laughs> I can I can make basil lemon gelato in the oh, that's fantastic because that sounds I would, amazing. Oh, that doesn't I don't know. Yeah. So those it's it's not even necessarily new skills. It's uh, I can get I can read my books. I can um, I can cook my food. I can learn to sketch. I can so. Hmm. There's lots that I am. I'm, I, there's an embarrassment of things for me to do and fill my day. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So what what about box sets then? Uh, have you been getting into any kind of box sets? <laughs> have you just binged on anything at all? You know, and this is the other thing. There's so much content out there. It, mm. a lot, what I have been doing, um, my girlfriend Laura and I have, uh, she gave me the uh, box set DVDs of, of, of sort of Werner Herzog movies. Wow. Um, yeah, like his his sort of his magnum opi, mm-hmm. um, the representative you know representative films from throughout throughout his life. So we've been chipping away at those. It's not you know comprehensive. It's not all of his films because no. that would be an enormous box set. Mm-hmm. But we've been chipping away at them, and they're if we're just not quite sure how what to make of them. I love I think Werner Herzog is just one of my mm-hmm. favorite artists out there. Yeah. I mean mostly I think his. His acting is is fantastic, mm-hmm. but also his interviews are the most entertaining things I think I've ever seen, both in print and live. He's just the best interview subject in the world. Right. I mean, if you want to treat, just look up Werner Herzog talks about chickens. I mean, it's. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Just go and Google make, that. Right make now. a note of that. It is. Just in a short, but I mean that's a, it's it's a prime example. Anyway, so we've been watching his movies because I was mm-hmm. apart from one of his documentaries. I think it was the Grizzly Man. I just wasn't familiar with this familiar with his work. Yeah, and I had to tell you, we don't know what to make of it because half the time it feels like you're observing the first rehearsal of a scene before mm-hmm. they got the lighting, sound, and a sense of the drama done. And mm-hmm. and that they were kind of low on money, so well don't we'll just do it here. We'll just do it here and don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. But then I'm you read descriptions of it and you know the, the late Roger Ebert is talking about how this is you know one of the best films of the twentieth century and it is so you know, it's a it's a stunning achievement. And I, I look at it and I go, Okay, man, I gotta I gotta <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm digging. I, I I love lots of it. There's times where it's completely enthralling and other times it feels like they lost the original print and this was the reject. Right. I don't even, I don't know what to make of it. So yeah. we're, 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 we're chipping away at Ver, the works of Werner Herzog and mm. I don't know, Picard and you know, whatever else we can find. We just put content oh, on while we cook. Yeah. Brilliant. How about you? Um, isn't, uh, well, I was going to say, um, uh, Herzog, isn't that Fitzcarraldo? Yes. Yeah, and that's the one where he has to drag the um the boat over the uh, mountain. Over the mountain. Yeah, we we were going yeah. to look at that one last night, and then we saw it was two and a half hours, and so we started yeah. his 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 Nosferatu. All oh, right. 
which yeah we didn't finish we got a little sleepy like, yeah okay yeah, i'm not I'm, wow this feels like a rehearsal this is strange <laughs> <laughs> it's just weird man yeah. and that's klaus kinski isn't it Oh, he's in everything. He's in so, so many of the movies, and he's he's astonishingly creepy as Nosferatu. Yeah, but, but they're both insane, aren't they? Both um, well, Her, Herzog and Klaus Kinski are yes, insane. Yes, so insane. It's so yeah. weird. Are you, I mean, I would love to. I mean, you as a film, it's you know, you, this is this is your wheelhouse talking about film and and their place in history. Oh, I guess it is. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I would love for you to watch some of his movies if you can get through some. I mean, we watched what was it, the yeah. Enigma Casper Holton? Is that or is that we watched that one? Oh right, yeah, and, uh, which was strange, really strange. The style is just weird, I and mean, he gets non-actors yeah. to play major roles. So that's just always a little weird when you're used to really polished, accomplished acting in your movies. Yeah. To suddenly have someone who's never been in front of the camera before and he's just mm. he, the director, is enthralled by it. So he's he can't take he can't take the lens off him as he sits there eating bread. You know, yeah. okay. Okay. Wow. I, I guess in well, yeah, definitely. I guess in terms of box sets, um, obviously, uh, you know, having Anushka, uh, eight eight year old daughter, um, mm-hmm. we have to wait till she goes to bed before we can watch anything adult. I guess, but yeah. um, but we've been watching on Netflix. We've been watching a show called Tales from the Loop. Actually, oh, no, Amazon, yeah. Amazon Prime, not Netflix. Sorry, yeah, Amazon Prime. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my my cousin David in Toronto uh, texted me about it to say that I should yeah. I should check it out. So that's another um, an, a good uh, yeah. endorsement. Okay. Very very strange. Um, uh, I don't know if you know the. Um, there were these paintings that were all over the internet um, a few years ago of seemingly kind of rustic pastoral scenes. But mm-hmm. then there'd be like a robot in the field, or there'd be sort right, of, you know, right, right, yeah, right, right, and right. and so basically the sort of visual look of this show is is taken from those uh, those paintings. Um, okay. But it, it's it's very it's very odd. And and what's interesting is we've been watching the new um, Twilight Zone, mm-hmm. and and it's it's such a shame that the makers of the new rebooted Twilight Zone didn't watch Tales from the Loop first. And then go, ah, oh, that that's how weird, strange, kind of building right. up dread works. Maybe mm-hmm. we should try and do that. Have you have you caught the new Twilight Zone? None of it. No, no, no. The last sort of creepy series I watched was, of course, uh, Black Mirror. Ah, yeah. Well, I mean, that's another thing as well. Is that I think they've 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 watched Black Mirror and thought we can reboot Twilight Zone and make it like Black Mirror. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But of course, Black Mirror is Black Mirror, and Twilight Zone is a completely different thing but i'm i'm pretty disappointed with it you know even though jordan Pe- you've got jordan peele as the um mm-hmm. as the presenter he's the mm-hmm. um he directed he, us and uh yeah that's right get out yeah 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 but um i, I mean I, I i agree with you that you know it's it's been a good time the lockdown to sort of get into new things learn new skills find out things that you that you enjoy doing i mean i i mm-hmm. like you i i did some painting the other day and not mm-hmm. knocked up a quick uh, a quick oil painting but um uh-huh. but yeah you know i mean it's it, it, these are the things that you do but uh, um i mean i i wonder you know because it will end at some point, won't it? We know that sure. this will all, this will end, 
Um, but it, it's interesting. You know, what's the, what's the sort of first thing that you'll do as soon as the lockdown ends? What's the first thing that you'll want to do? What will you, where will you go? I don't really know, because I haven't felt that restricted yeah. in a lot of ways. Um, I think probably I'll, I want to get back to collaborating on music with people. That'll yeah, be, that's the thing to sit at a piano with people and sing and do some teaching and you know just I, I want to see people. That's yeah. just it. You know, I think most of us are just kind of missing getting to be around the people who we might not see every day, but who who you know we would go and have a coffee with. Yeah, I'll definitely want to go and have a drink with my um my my friend Nicole who is a. Uh, uh, a doctor here in in, mm-hmm. in the city, and she's been you know really working her her, her ass off. Yeah, of course. She's, she's in geriatrics, so for her, it's mm. been a real real trial, and uh, yeah, she, she's looking forward to being on the other side of this for sure. Yeah, I'm not surprised. It's um, it's a tough profession to be in at the minute, isn't it? In, in the medical it is, profession, it is. Oh, anyways. And so, how how do you think it's changed you then? How do you think uh, this this lockdown, this pandemic, has changed you as a person? Then, well, I mean, for me, I never thought that I was. I mean, I always knew that people in our profession were kind of. I don't want to say expendable so much as replaceable. There's all this. I think a lot of people in our business have been very shocked by um, how, you know, non-essential they are, (laughs) you know, like, and that's, uh, that has been a a real trial for them to to realize that, you know, in an emergency, they are entirely disposable or not needed. Mm. And, uh, you know, so I think that's, I think it's going to be a wake up call for our business. Yeah, it, it's interesting you say that because as a teacher, I've I've discovered that I can pretty much do what I do at home, and I think a lot of teachers are discovering that, and I think a lot of schools have discovered that as well. So, um, yeah, that's I, something that's interesting, isn't it? Like, yeah, learning that I think this could be a transformative time for society in yeah. seeing how many people can work remotely. Mm. Yeah. I mean, back in the 1970s in the UK, we had the three-day week um, for a, a few months or maybe really? even a year. I was quite young at the time, but it was uh, an energy crisis. So basically, there wasn't enough energy around to sort of um, keep the factories working, keep offices working and so on. So what they had was a three-day week. So literally, you worked for three days, you were off for four days you know, and you didn't, you know, you had candles everywhere and you tried to watch the TV as little as possible. And, um, and yeah, and that's, that's how people live for a while. So, I mean, you know, I'd be fascinated to know whether or not we actually end up with a similar situation and that people realize that, you know, we don't have to be, you know, at work in a building all the time. Um, yeah, and that, yeah, and that sure. we we actually you know can get more leisure time in and still get the same amount of work done. Yeah. But I but I think my 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 worry is it's 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 the people who are still in the in the grocery stores and the supermarkets. It's the people who are still in the Amazon 
um, warehouses, you know, and, and driving around and trying to get us all the stuff that we need there. You know, they're the ones on the front line, aren't they? They're the ones whose jobs will just go on and on and on regardless of what happens. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah it's, um, I'd like to, I mean, in my optimistic moments, I think, wow, this could be a, a real lesson for people and it could reorder society in some good ways. The other part of me sees that people are trying to get back to the way things were as soon as possible, you know, and uh, live and don't learn is kind of more of a mantra for humanity. But um, I don't know. For me, it's I think maybe it'll just be individual by individual. You know, we'll see that we mm-hmm. don't we can live in a in a more lean way. I think it will hopefully prepare people to, um, you know, anticipate disaster more you yep. know really too and i think we're, there's some good lessons to be learned also from you know how have people reacted with these runs on the stores for toilet paper and all the rest mm. whereas if you um you know plan ahead a little bit and have actually three days or a week or a month worth of supplies always mm. on hand then there's no panic yeah. buying that needs to happen mm. so you know this is the moment for the prepper community you know yeah. <laughs> this is their and, golden time and all those people in uh, in the uk that were uh um hoard, hoarding loads of items just in case brexit went horribly wrong and so oh, right right um and that that leads me on to uh, a question from a listener uh mm-hmm. this is easterly witch who looks remarkably like your sister uh who like who would like to know what do you think you'll miss from the lockdown once it ends I think I'll miss the uh, hmm, the slow this the slower pace, you know. Mm-hmm. I think I'll miss people. I think I'll I'll definitely miss the 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 lack of traffic, the clear skies, the being you know walking down the street and just having ninety percent fewer cars and fewer people. Mm-hmm. I think this is great. It's fantastic to, to see people not out just shopping for the sake of shopping continually. Mm. I think that's what I'll miss. That's Mm. uh, the sort of the rampant materialism that uh, dominates this entire society, Mm. I think is, you know, it's being put in sharp relief by this. It's Mm. It's really showing how much, we don't need it necessarily, although, you know, everyone's ordering things off of Amazon all the time now. Yeah. But, you know, I think that that is, um, I'm just going to miss that. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. How about, how about you? Um, I, I'm, I'm uh, the same as you. I, I think I'll miss that, that slower pace of life, that sort of waking up and knowing that there's, you know, quite a lot of things that you could do which if you knew you were going to work or if you knew that, you know, you'd be going out to, you know, visit the shops or you'd be going to another town or whatever, you wouldn't be able to do those things. So it's, um, I, I think I'll miss that opportunity. But, uh, I mean, we could be witnessing the death of capitalism at the minute, couldn't we? We could actually be seeing its, you know, um, its sort of death throes. Um, and um, I mean... I don't know that it's, you see, here's, I've gone back and forth on this, but where I've landed mm. on now is this isn't 
a sort of, um, this wasn't a, 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 a meteor. This wasn't a, vol- a mega volcano. This wasn't an mm. EMP that destroyed all the infrastructure. All the infrastructure for society is still entirely in place. Nothing's been destroyed. So it's just ready to be, to have the switch turned back on. Yeah. It's, it's a pause button, not a, a reordering of the entire system. Mm. Um, I suppose it depends how long this goes on, mm. you know, but at the same time, we, we will find a vaccine and we will find better treatments yeah. and it may just become this thing that we live with, you know, for, a t- for, for a time and that we live mm. with maybe yearly like the flu, but we get a better mm. handle on it. Yeah. But I think it needs to be looked at in terms of this is a test. This is a, a trial run on how the world deals with a pandemic because mm-hmm. there are worse ones out there which are which will hit eventually. Mm. Yeah, I think they will be definitely. Um well, thanks very much. It's been a fascinating conversation. What have you got planned for the rest of your day then? Going out in the park and exercising, doing some uh-huh. reading, doing some art. Yep. yep. Highly exciting stuff. Make some broccoli soup. You know. Yeah. Real, real, real. It's a banner day over here. Yeah. Watch some Herzog. Maybe. 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 Watch an episode of Tales from the Loop, maybe. Maybe so. Yeah. Yeah. You can do anything, really, can't you? Yeah. I know. That's, that is just it. The days fly by, and yet. Yeah. You know, they, they, uh, you still have to find ways to fill them. You do. Well, it's Thursday today, so... Uh, Is it? Oh, uh, wow. Yeah. So it's nearly the weekend, so um, we can relax then, can't we? Yes, exactly. Because, you know, <laughs> the middle of the week is just it's a trial. Absolutely. Anyway, it's been fascinating to talk to you. Thank you very you much, too. Daniel. And uh, look, up, look after yourself, and uh, yes, I'm, you I'm sure we'll speak well. again soon. You've been listening to The Lockdown, Episode 2. I'm Simon Cockle, and I've been interviewing Daniel Akulich today. Thank you for listening, and stay safe.